Alright then. So, you source go down into a mine and check it out. It seems a little fishy. But, what's going on down here in this place? It's Mithril, right? We should be able to figure this out. Come on back for Donjon, Isagnoma, Silas, and Harold the Rat as we figure out what's happening in this mine on today's exciting adventure of This American Dice. Now, Harold, do you have any twos? Go fish! Oh, guess I have to take these pants off now. The Adventures of Dungeon, Episode 3! Last we left off. Isagnoma had re-entered the mine and was now incognito once again. He slipped the slipped the bonds of his uh, um, the guy accompanying him. No one knows where he is. Meanwhile, Don, John, and Silas, you are in the middle of being given your tour of this like thoroughly unimpressive like uh, well, it's not the mining operation itself is unimpressive. It's just that it's very poorly maintained. The workers you said here. You said it's understaffed for the it's very uh, understaffed, and yeah. it's super dirty. Yeah, it's dirty, and like it's it seems like just the accommodations that were laid out originally, like they just aren't good. Like it's there's overcrowd, like there would have been overcrowding with a full crew, um, and it's, the quality of life down here is clearly not great. And it's um, even worse than in a regular mining situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so, you guys just finished being given. Uh, uh, tour of this barracks and Don John upon asking the, the dwarf accompanying him what's going on here he like surreptitiously looks around he says listen um, Bronca keeps it keeps a tight leash here uh, she's a company woman and you know we used to respect that but things things have changed people are disappearing a uh, hundred in the last week by my count a hundred in the last week Keep your voice down. He says, there's a lot of us here who aren't on board with this anymore. This isn't what we signed up for, but we aren't allowed to leave. And he says, this all started when Mudrid came back from, from below. Ever since he came back, you know, people have been, and he'll like, um, you know, like look around to see if there's anyone watching again. Uh, and he says, like, there are signs on us. Um, and Mudrid was the first to have it. And ever since we started getting these, all these problems started. If you want to know what's down there, ask him. All right. Now, at first when you said that, I heard mud drip, which was a condition that I did have quite a few years ago from a particularly uh, exciting encounter. But I think I heard you wrong. What was the name? Oh, it's Mudrid. Mudrip. Oh. That's, that's easy to deal with. I, in fact, I have a recipe from my grandmother. You know, we get out of this. I, it's a simple poultice. Mudrid is the I will guy. Get, I will get your grandmother's address later. But who was this Mudrid guy? Or lady. <laughs> He'll shrug and say, You know what? No. Who was Mudrid? He'll like look at you, like curious if there's like more qualifiers on this very simple question. And like when there aren't any, He'll say, well, Mudrid, he'll sigh, he'll say, he was just one of us. And he was an older guy, a bit old from mining work, but, you know, he he worked the same shifts we did. It's just, uh, he disappeared at some point, and we thought he was just, um, 
We thought that was pretty par for the course. Before the last couple of weeks, there'd be disappearances every every few days, like one here, one there. But Mudrid, he came back. And when he did came back, when he did come back, Bronca put him away. He's being held in a supply room just down the way. We don't exactly have cells here. But nobody's seen him since. Has anyone been able to talk to him? Or get any kind of communication in or out? He'll shake his head and he'll say, uh, Bronca keeps him under guard. He'll shrug and say, don't even see why anymore. Uh, this whole place is going to hell right in front of us. All right, well, yeah. If you take us to Madrid, we can figure something out that could help you a lot. He like he like nod vigorously and say, out. That's exactly what we want. Uh, we're not allowed to go below, and Bronca won't let us leave. She keeps saying the company's going to fix this, but he like shrug and say, who's going to be left by then? And there's a there's a good there's a good number of you that uh that want out of here. He'll he'll nod and say, everyone I've talked to, but you look Bronca like won't you, you look like sturdy fellas. Uh, sturdy chaps, folks, you look sturdy. Why don't you, uh, again, why don't you, why don't you lot just, uh, bugger off? He says, oh, no, no, Bronca, you don't cross Bronca. You saw what happened to Garam and Dimla. It's a, it's, sounds like you two, and he'll, like, he'll, like, nod to Silas and say, uh, I don't know what kind of tricks you're able to pull, but they're the first ones to make it out of here. Well, we definitely don't want there to any, be any more trouble. And maybe we can work this from the inside out so that no one else has to be forced out at the end of a weapon. And I'll try to help you folks any way that I can. He'll nod and say, thank you. He says, uh, listen, didn't hear any of this from me. I'm, I, uh, I don't want the company catching wind of this. I don't want to be the next Mudred. All right, well... Nobody wants to get the next mud drip. <laughs> now let's go. All right. He'll, like, he'll lead you back out of the barracks. Meanwhile, Isagnoma, what, what is your desire? Like, what's your, do you have a plan here? Oh, I, I just wanted to like quickly scope out the area and then just show up wherever Don John and Silas were. Okay. Just kind of like melt out of the shadows. Yeah. Just like in the most dramatic <laughs> of fashions. No, I mean, just, like, be there. Just, like, be behind them. Okay. <laughs> like, they don't know it. <laughs> so. I mean, maybe the dwarf would. You yeah. never just, like, just show up there. That's still dramatic. I have a yeah, pee. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So, like, the general format of this mine is that, like, um, it's, like, picture, like, a one-road western town. Right. Um, with, like, you know, like, uh watering holes and like houses and like that sort of thing like on the sides of this like thoroughfare mm -hmm. and this is all carved this is all underground and like the right. top is is not that tall maybe like you know like 30 20 feet up and it's just like that the slap earth has been hollowed out for like these accommodations do the do the like buildings go cave floor to cave ceiling or are they like full buildings with roofs and everything under the like cave ceiling no they go like it's more economical like they that like the ceiling is like the top okay. of, like like say a room or like the thoroughfare sure um and so like if you're like hiding out like in between like some of these like uh some of these dwellings that have been like partitioned apart you can see um there's not lots there's not 
a ton of activity here. Like, if this were an active mine, you know, people would be, like, going back and forth. Um, but people are sort of lazing about. Like, clearly okay. a lot of people are just staying indoors. Um, and you see, uh, passing by, like, Bronca, and she's, like, conversing with a couple of, like, well-armed guards next to her. Um, oh. And uh, she, like, pops into one of these, uh, like, a fairly well like, like, so she pops into, like, one of the, a door in the building, like, across the, the way from you. And mm-hmm. over the thing, there's a sigil of the mining corporation's thing, where it's, like, you know, the, the like, the the impressively nude specimen. Very of, detailed. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The veiny, hanging dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, and she steps in there for a moment while the guards, like, wait outside. She pops back out after, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds. And she's okay. got, like, a, she's got, like, um, it's just, like, a brown bag. And like she and them go off, and they like enter the inn on the other side. While we're while, while we're walking with this dwarf who's bringing us somewhere, who's uh, what's this dwarf's name? I wouldn't ask that. Um, what's Thold- your name, there, fella? Thaldrin. Thaldrin. All right, Thaldrin. We appreciate your help. Yeah. Now yeah, here's so- my. Qu- here's another question. What's with the touching? I assume that you guys are all like kind of exclusive to one another and that's the issue that but honestly you don't have to hide that stuff you it's it's cool I know I'm I've got several dryad friends and that's the that's the situation so he'll like as soon as you mention the touching he'll like step aside he'll like back away from you a bit and he's like Noma like as you're watching from the shadows you're hidden in he's like you're hearing this conversation because they're walking right by where you are Mm-hmm. And so you all hear his response. He says, um, "Look, near as near as we can tell, uh, the the near as we can tell, this is an infection we're dealing with, and it's spread by touch. This is for you. We don't want you to end up like us." Whoa. What do you mean, like you? And he'll like. <clears throat> he, he'll, he'll like shake his head and say like you know it's I, I would show you if I could um, but it's not it's not that easy and he'll like look at his hands and his arms like turn them over like for a second like watching them it's not He's, the mud drip is it he said it's not the mud drip but you know Madrid if you see him you'll know what I'm talking about hmm Right. And so, like, as they're passing, like, he's like, no, my, like, this conversation, like, that's, like, the last thing you hear is they're passing by where you are. Okay. Can I just fall in with them? Sure. Okay. So, so you guys are, um, like, as this conversation ends, like, do you, like, say anything to announce your presence to them? Or are you just, like, suddenly there? Yeah. Suddenly there. Yeah. Uh, you, you, oh. uh... <laughs> Yeah, how does how does that feel, Silas? Like, ha- have you spent much time around rogues before? I haven't. I, I've kind of stuck with my own little bubble of my friends. We, you know, kind kind of with the folks that I'm comfortable with. I don't really venture out, especially with a lot of folks who may have questionable motives. And I say that with all due respect, but not necessarily sense. my cup of tea. Kind of like to keep my nose clean. So this is a little bit different for me in okay. a lot of regards. So suddenly, like, you were walking next to Don John, and now it's you're walking in between Don John and Isignoma. All right. Uh, where have you been? Taking a look around. I saw Bronca. 
Okay. I hope it was with the best of intentions. Did you talk to anybody? No. I just observed. All right. I'm trying not to be creeped out right now. Rocco went into one of these, uh, you know, doors and came out with a bag of something just a few moments ago. So do you point out to them which one, which place mm-hmm. that was? So as you like turn around to like point to the door she had walked into, like the crest over it, you turn to point and you're suddenly looking at like a wide, bright plane. Oh. And like you can feel like wind on your face. Uh, okay. The sun is shining down on you and you smell like the familiar smells of uh, the day's catch right. from the hunt. And when you turn back around to like see if uh, Don John and Silas are still there, you see like you're so what what kind of so I'm using Native Americans like an analogy from what you described. Is yeah, that at all accurate. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't specifically there, but that's not wrong. How about you describe like what would it look like if you like looked at where your people had like laid camp that day? Temporary dwellings erected, um, you know, relatively close to like a water source, most likely. Um, since you said I smelled the cooking, it would be like late in the day. There would be like uh, several fires set up with, um, you know, caught game um, being, you know, cleaned and, and, and prepared for cooking. Uh, there would be, you know, whatever kind of uh, fruit, roots, vegetables that also had been gathered throughout the day. Um, there would be you know, uh, a group of like old, like the the old and the young, like helping to attend to some of this while, um, you know, other adults like tend to the rest of this work. Um, so it's like, it's kind of like a human anthill because everyone's like, everyone's like a part in the machine. Like, and what was your part in the machine? Oh, well, that was the thing is that my part wasn't there. So that's that- what, was that by choice or because you were an outcast? No, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't any good at it. I wasn't good at hunting. I wasn't good at gathering. Um, you know, the one like sort of useful thing that I did was the scrim chandering, the like bone carving, which is now also how I make my weapons. But was that um, like art or was that useful? I make, or I make tools out of it, weapons. but like yeah. it's, it's yeah. art as well. Which like there, there's not like really much place for art, like for art's sake. Okay. Um, with these people. So. Okay. So. That, that's yeah. kind. Of, that was kind of like my character's like core conflict before um, they ended up all being killed, is uh, that he he wasn't really like a part in the machine, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so he took to stealing, which further. Uh, didn't really help with that right okay yeah okay so yeah you're looking out across um your encampment uh your settlement and as you do you see like one of these like a, a like a ring of of uh older people like knitting something and like mm-hmm. an old man there like sees you and waves he like beckons to you okay he says uh he's like noma i'm so glad you're home I'll cautiously approach. And he says, uh, 
Sit. Uh, we we've saved some of the choices cuts for you. It's been it's so good to see you. I'll sit. And he says, uh, "Were your travels hard?" Some, sometimes. You know, he'll nod and say, um, "Hard travels make for a stronger warrior." Uh, I'm proud that you made it through, and I'm and I'm so happy that you're finally home, back again. And he says, um, uh, "Will you be staying?" How is this possible? And he says, um, "How is it possible? What do you I mean?" I saw you all. I saw you all killed. And he'll like sort of smile and say, uh, "Oh, um, have you had a premonition? You should talk to the seers about it." And you say, "I assure you, uh, game is plentiful. Uh, our enemies are few and weak. This is um, this is a, the summer of our people." I will go. I will go to the seers, and I'll stand up and look around for where I think that is. Okay. Um, and as you stand up to go, uh, he'll say, um, um, uh, Isagnoma, uh, just remember, um, I know some, you've had your doubts, but just remember that no matter how far you travel, you can always come back home. And if, if you like, if you turn, like, go look at him again, like, you're now mm -hmm. looking back at uh, the place you're pointing to, like, with your arms still outstretched in uh, in the mine, like, pointing at where the, the room Bronk had come out of. And me, Don John and Silas, like, this all happened, like, relatively quickly. Um, it only took maybe, like, five or so seconds, but Ising Nomo was like, he had, like, gone to point and then just stood still for a few <laughs> seconds and, like, just didn't move and, like, responded to nothing. I think Don John also points in the same direction in the same pose. And he's like, yeah, that seems like a place she would be. Now, uh, you said she had a bag, but, he, but he's just holding the same pose. <laughs> like a, like a mid-Saturday uh, Night Fever situation. He tries to do it a little bit more stylishly. Uh, yeah, she had a bag when she came out. All right. Now, when you had earlier said that you saw her going into a uh, that you you saw her going into a place and that she had a bag with her, I thought that that was some kind of euphemism that I wasn't familiar with. But you mean a regular bag? It was a bag. I don't know. It was uh, in the bag. So Thaldrin, like hearing this, will sort of just huff and say, "There's nothing mystical about it. That's just her lunch. Like she she usually eats with her guard in the inn. That's where she lives." And she'll like point to like the the place you'd come out of. That's All the captain's right. quarters. The foreman's quarters, mm. rather. So your foreman lives in there with some guards, and I assume the guards are the ones most interested in keeping everybody here. It says, the guards are completely loyal to Bronca. I mean, we all were until this happened. Uh, but let's just say some of us are compensated much better than others. Well, I mean, that... That does happen. But then some folks are just willing to... Go the extra, go the extra mile. Are we still headed to to meet Mudred? Yeah. So uh, 
like shortly ahead you'll see um he'll like he's he'll lead you into a room uh like near the end of like this street um and it looks like a it's where they store like their grain and like their supplies and their rations so there's like sacks of these things lying about um there's like cuts of meat in the corner and at the back of the room uh there are two guards like, holding spears in front of like a closed door and uh this guy Thol what's his name with Thaldrin. Thaldrin will like nod over there kind of subtly and say that's where they keep him. And, like, I think that Don John has to like hold Harold back from like uh, uh, like just absolutely assaulting these bags of grain. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> and he's like holding he's like holding him by the scruff of the neck and he's just going like <laughs> and, and he, he's like like trying to politely like not comment on this but like a sort of like an, a tangential way of addressing it he'll say you know usually the guards are stationed uh at the outer doors uh because you know even under the best of times stealing extra rations is something that some of us might be tempted to do now they're being put to a uh, a higher priority task and like looking again like at the back room that's being guarded are they not gonna like if we go in there to talk to madrid He'll say, uh, yeah, that's pretty much a guarantee. All right. Well. He'll say, uh, listen, um, if you three want to talk to him, I can buy you some time. I'll go back to Bronca and tell her that your tour is finished and stall as long as I can. Yeah, um, sure. That sounds, that sounds great, because otherwise... Um, we're gonna have to try to convince these these characters, and that might involve us. That might involve us clobbering them over the head with, I don't know. And he picks up the nearest heaviest thing. Oh, it's definitely like a ham hock. Yeah, with this. Well, hold on. Maybe we can do this a little bit more nicely, so that no one has to get hurt. How he many guards are the there? the ham hock. So there's only there's two guards standing either side of the door, and it's like typical like standing attention. I mean, you know, they're kind of like they see you've entered the room. They like give you a curt nod. Um, he salutes with the ham hock. Yeah. Um, but they've got like spears at their sides, essentially. Am I able to charm more than one person? Let's see. Um, oh, I'm, if you, if you get a 10 plus on your, with your empowered stuff, you absolutely can. Okay. Yeah. Cause you've already doubled the effect of one of your spells. Yeah. So yeah, I did theoretically be possible. I did figure out what I was asking about last time. Yeah. If she gets a 10 plus, there's an extra hiccup. If she gets a 10 plus, she can choose to do that, but has to take one of the seven to nine results. Oh, yeah? That's okay. what it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's good to know. It's good, but it like, it adds an extra like wrinkle into what's going on. And bear in mind also that charm requires touch. Okay. So Thaldrim will leave you guys um, mm -hmm. and like whisper like good luck on the way out. Uh, and you got you three alone in this like large, relatively large like supply room. When Thaldrin says good luck, Don John, um, Don John goes to high five him, and then he's oh, like he'll... almost, almost. Oh no! Like he, you'll go to high five him, and he's like his eyes go wide, and he like goes to high five you too, mm -hmm. and like just before he does, he like catches himself. He's like no, that, that's the whole point. And he like it's like puffs and like hmm. leaves and i turn to silas and go he never would have been able to reach up here 
Look at this. Look at how high this is. Up, up top. You know what? Don't leave me hanging. He's like, now we get up here. Oh, oh, like Thaldron has left. Like he, 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 he's done. He's not gonna high five you. Yeah. Well, now, but now that Don John's got it locked and loaded, he's got to fire this one off. Yeah, well, you've got two. Isaac Nemo will go for it. Yeah. yeah. You hear a, it, it sounds like a gunshot. Yeah. And the guards at the back of the room like, give a start. And they're they're like, deafened. They can't hear us when we try to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Roll they're for just it. pouring blood out of their ears. Mm -hmm. Roll for deafen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the approach here? Oh, that's yeah. right. I... I asked if we could, if I could charm mm. more than one person, and I guess technically I can. But Carl was right; I do have to touch them, right, to cast it. Um, it might be. I'm. Silas is wary about whatever's happening to them about mm -hmm. the condition, but I also believe in our team. As rough as it might be. And although y'all aren't my first choice, I think we can solve this mystery. And even if I touch these two guards to charm them, will you make a promise that we can solve this mystery as quickly as possible if I become afflicted? Well, I will point out that you already touched two of these dwarves earlier. <gasps> so uh, if that was an issue, that might be already, it might already be there. I look down at my hands. Thank God she didn't give me the, thank God Silas didn't give me the high five. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a they. Thank God. So, so I'm using the third person. <laughs> it's so, all right. It's all right, Don John. You'll get it. So, Silas, as you're looking down at your hands, um, you also see, like, it looks like a, like a oh, no. backlit white light. And as it, like, quickly travels, like, like laterally across your hand, it, it looks like it's, like, backlighting your veins slightly. Um, and then just as quickly as you saw it, like, it travels back down and, like, it disappears under your sleeve again. That was weird. Okay. Now you had said, Carl, that and I and I missed this, and I even edited the the last session. Mm -hmm. That I had a similar thing. You saw it on the on the Fulgen's hand. Oh, right. Okay, so not on myself, but on someone else. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I I was I had misheard what you said when you went through the recap. That's all good. So yeah, so if you want to go uh, mess with those buggers, now the other option is now I know a secret technique that I learned from the Centaurs. Now I can put an arrow, let's just say in a place that sh the person should be absolutely fine, but they won't be able to do anything but stand there and drool for a while. That'll be plan B. They'll be fine. I've done it before and there has been absolutely, absolutely 0% minimal damage. I had a weird vision a while ago and I'm worried that that's gonna pop back up when we're executing this plan. Oh, you had one of those too? Oh, you had one? Yes. I didn't want to say anything in front of uh, Aldrin. Was it your... Were you having a vision of, of, of a very voluptuous woman, but with my head on, on her body? Definitely not. Oh, well then, I didn't have one with the situation with your head on her body, so no. Are you sure? Positive, and Harold just is, Harold is like, oh boy. Kind of sounds like you did. <laughs> no, that'd be crazy. He looks off into the distance. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to try to charm these guys. So, okay. Is How that foolhardy? 
I'm giving it my all. I'm giving it the Gryffindor try. You are you are allowed to try whatever you want, Gryffindor. Yes. All right. So, what's your plan here? Like, how do you how do you intend to approach them? I my first thought was I also wanted to give a high five, just like with my pure like horse girl like enthusiasm. But I don't think these guys are going to go for it necessarily. So I really want to approach them with like kind of a very congratulatory kind of, you know, you guys are doing a great bang up job. I just came from what's the city or the town we came from. What is it? Thorm Vane. Is that what I called it? Thorm Vane. Thorm Vane. We just came from. It it used to be Thorm (laughs) Stein, but when it came to America, they changed it. Yeah. To yeah. assimilate better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just came from Thornbane. You guys are doing great. This whole operation is the absolute model. I just got to shake your hand. So you, okay. Okay. So you walk up to them and as you're walking up, they're like at the ready, like they're watching you approach and you say that to them. Can I, can I, I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm just like, listen, nothing in my hands, no funny business. Meanwhile, I just got to shake your hand, man. Meanwhile, Don John is like, look at all these beautiful hams. And he's like pretending to just do that. So if, if uh, something doesn't work, he could whip around and shoot I one have, of these people. Oh, sorry. I have a 13 charisma. Can I be helping uh, Silas? All right. So let's see, let's go with the initial results here. So Silas, if you're approaching them and you're trying to give them like a handshake, like they will very like definitively like say, ma'am, approach no further. Once you're about maybe like, like six feet away from them, uh, and if you try to get any closer, like they like raise their spear a bit, and they say, um, "I know we uh, the official tour doesn't go here. Uh, we're in this room's under guard for your safety and the safety of the workers in this mine. If you don't mind, please back away." So when they do that, and she was going in for the handshake, I was going in for a high five, and they give us the the halt speech, mm-hmm. and I turn it into a like too slow, like slick my hair. And then I steal whatever is the food that's like right there between us and the guard, like plain as day. I just like steal some food. I don't think that'd even be difficult. Like, so they are like worried about her touching him. What is it that you want to be stealing exactly? Like, uh, like assorted meats, um, dwarven granola bars. Dwarven granola bars, definitely mm-hmm. a box of dwarven granola bars. Dwarven granola bars, which of course contain um, whatever the seeds were that when the thrush knocks the keyhole appeared on Mount uh, Gloom or whatever the fuck it was. Mount Doom. Oh no, Mount wasn't Doom. Mount Doom. You're right. It was. Um, I thought it I don't was. Remember, it was probably was Mount Gloom. Honestly, like who knows? Mm. Uh, yeah, whatever that bird was crushing, it's mostly made of that. Okay, so yeah, they are like very preoccupied with the idea that you guys are like trying to get close to them. And if they did notice that you're stealing food, they are not interested in fighting about that. Hmm. I'll keep doing it for a little while. So you're just like blatantly like taking food in front of their faces? Yeah. I'm trying to distract them. <laughs> so they like they're like looking at each other and being like, that's not And I'm just like stuffing it in my Couches and stuff. <laughs> they're like debate. Like they're clearly trying to figure out whether they should be trying to stop you, and they're like deciding against it for now. But they're just like looking at you with like really dirty looks. <laughs> okay, well I'll, I'll keep it. I'll I'll keep it up until I've like grabbed an un, like an unwieldy amount of stolen food. Like I won't be able to get away with it, and then I'll turn back to 
Yeah. Like, and Don John and be like, well, I guess that's not going to work. You know, <laughs> like, I'll drop, like, like, equivalent I'll of drop like nine more boxes of Dwarven granola bars, but don't like, do not mistake that three or four of those boxes are in my pack. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing your your pants are like like a chipmunk's cheeks are just like puffed out with like things they've taken. (laughs) All right. Don John is pretty positive that he can do this and he's not happy about it, but uh, he's going to try to do what he calls the old um, the old centaur lobotomy um, in which he can hit a person in exactly the right spot in their head to gauge them where they're not hurt. But for a while, all they can do is drool. Now, what will be discovered years later is they are very specifically mentally damaged by this. Yeah, but at the moment, like, we don't know that's the case. Everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. Everybody's it's okay. It's the equivalent of playing like three seasons of professional football. Yes. Now, is this- Don John actually, actually invented football. It's true, I did. Except <laughs> yeah. the deal is that we played it with a troll's foot. Now, is this with like a weapon? Yeah, so I have to, I'm, I'm like looking at these hams and being like, oh. Um, not smoked but cured, and then this one is cured, smoke cured, and this is salt cured. I'm wondering, and I'm and he's just like trying to look like he's an idiot, just being like, Oh, there's a lot of ham in here. And then, uh, like once he hears that things have not worked out, he's gonna whip around and try to brain one of these dudes with an arrow or one of these characters. I don't know if they're dudes, one of these cats. Hmm, okay. Um, how are you gonna brain him with an arrow? Yeah, that's a good question, but it's a power that I have called Called Shot. When you attack oh, a, yeah. a surprised enemy, or defenseless, which I they are not, but surprised, maybe so, if they're dealing with people trying to uh, touch, shake their hands and take, steal their take their, t- shake their hands and steal their hands. So I feel like they are about as far from surprise as is possible. On okay. account of they're literally talking to all of you. I would say roll a defy danger to see if you can catch them unawares just by being like very quick. Or like sure. somehow like misleading them, per- and perfect. Then roll to see if you get the shot. And also just the audacity, mm-hmm. the audacity of this dope. Um, okay, well, uh, depending on how I'm doing this, and I'm trying to do this by being like, ah, oh, I see over here this this ham is, and he's just trying to act. So I, I assume this is a charisma roll. Okay, you so you're trying to like talk- sleight of hand them to being like, oh, nothing to worry about here. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at ham. Like, I'm just, um, I'm just as weird as the other guys who want to high-five you and are just literally thieving in front of my face. Right. <laughs> so, in that case, I got an 11 total. Okay, so... Okay, so describe that. Is it like they just don't notice that you're doing this? or is I it think they like- assume that I'm... Especially once Isagnoma is, like, taking some of the stuff, <laughs> they're like, oh, these fucking idiots are just here <laughs> just filling their pockets with our sweet stores of variously cured meat products and um in their heads they're like oh these guys um they're they're maybe heading back to town or whatever and they figure to get as much as many supplies as they can these by the way like some grifters. of these meat products are clearly just like large rodents like some of them are just like enormous rats on like spits and like and like held up by like in like meat sacks and that kind of thing like they're not all like delicious cows or anything like that in my head, I was I imagining. In my head, I was imagining canned ham. So I'm glad that you brought it back to a more medieval situation. It's just yeah. a turkey leg it's, from Disney. Yeah, We're at Big Thunder yeah. Mountain. We established that. Um, 
Yeah, Don, I mean, Don John doesn't actually care about that situation. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, he's he's eaten and had sex with many creatures, uh, many of which could talk. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, yeah, so he's just doing that. And I think these people are just like, oh, these folks are just trying to get as many supplies as they can so they could leave and have, like, full pockets. It's the equivalent of when you're like, Oh, I just got to go into the uh, office storeroom and you're getting all of these extra things. And you're really bringing them home. Okay. So, yeah, you're able to like catch them off guard and you want to use this advantage to try your braining move. It's called called shot. When you attack a defenseless or surprised enemy at range, you can choose to deal your damage or, in which case it isn't this, or you name your target and roll plus dex. And if I hit them in the head, um, Then they, if you get, they do nothing but stand there. Oh, wait. Oh, it's no. Hold on. It also still does damage. Hmm. Ten plus S seven nine. Right. It's like there's no way you can shoot them with an arrow and it not hurt. Is essentially what it's saying. I thought it did say that. I was confused. I was always like, how does this work? This move where you shoot a person in the head with an arrow and they just drool. Like, are they just? Yeah, it's just like a potion of you carry two. You carry arrow. two arrows with big mm-hmm. rocks on the end of them. There you go. Each one has a punch, uh, uh, a boxing glove on the end. Like okay, a, what if? Okay. What if instead of like a traditional arrow, like do you have like another kind of arrow? Maybe that just does no damage. I don't. Um, but maybe. Does it have hmm. to be with an arrow? Could you like no. fling something? So Come maybe on, you, you don't. Maybe, you yeah, don't maybe have all those L five R arrows. Yeah. Oh, the the. the the, the willow and the, the flesh cutter and that other weird one that makes a bunch of noise. Weird uh, you flung this ham that you picked up. As I like, was just going to say, what if wow. I just bash a guy over the head with a crate full of uh, rat jerky? Alright, so sure, I would say that if you succeed, maybe they'll take like a little bit of damage, but they're not going to be like, I'm dead now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my, my fear, my I, I'm going to try not to just absolutely kill these this guy, but I'm going to try to incapacitate them. Go for it. Okay, so is this then a... Hack and slash. That's what I thought. Hey, pretty damn good. I got a 12. All right. Cool. So describe that. Okay, so I think he's like, he's like salt cured, smoke cured. Smoke cured not from meat byproduct, but meat contains meat product. He's reading all these things off. And imagine just reading the crazy... um, list of items and it maybe it doesn't even say this and he's just mumbling to himself and uh so they go okay well that idiot's just looking at all of our our stores he's probably stealing from us but we have to like kind of tell this person not to touch us and um then they're like oh this other person this other guy's filled up his pockets with with food that's this is ridiculous and then one of them is like wait where'd that guy go and he turns around and don john just bashes one of the boxes on his head. Okay. And so in like in true cartoon fashion, it's almost like he has like the stars going around. I think uh, I imagine that the top of the box goes over his head. And so just it's the box and then the birds are going around that. Do I need to roll damage for that or no? Um, I think you weren't intending to do damage. Uh, Just intending to incapacitate him at least briefly. I think that would work. So like he slumps over and he's like clearly been knocked out. Okay. Now the other guy, Mm-hmm. The other guy is like 
pretty sure at this point that you guys aren't just here to steal cured meats. <laughs> so he will like have his spear, um, and he's gonna he's gonna start hollering. And he's gonna attack. He's, he I'm actually be... goes to stab okay. on John. I'm gonna be the uh, student that reminds the teacher we had homework. Didn't you say there were four guys? Uh, outside this place, no, four guys oh, was okay. from Bronca, I think. Oh, okay. I, I do appreciate that though, because I have no doubt that I'm gonna like mess some of that stuff up. So please continue with that. All right. Um, but there's definitely two guys here. I'm pretty sure. Are you, are you still okay. gonna try to do that charm? Cast that charm spell? I would like to, if the opportunity arises. I would still like to charm this other person. I was okay. gonna think of some way to like defend him, but if I'm able to just like grab some weird guard flesh, I'd, I'd right. like to. Well, the hell of a way to put that. That's my way. Give me some weird That's guard Silas's flesh, way, baby. baby. Anyway. All right. So, so in order to try and defend Don John, oh. you want to like grab this guy and charm him. Yeah, any way that I can. So if he's lunging for Don John, it makes me think that he's moved away from his current place. Maybe his arms are, he said he has a spear. He has a spear in two hands. Yeah. Okay, so he's like this. Mm -hmm. Does he have any, is he, I need to know what he's wearing. <laughs> so he's got like some kind of armor on. Uh, it, it looks like, it's like um, company issue armor for like bodyguards or guardsmen. Um, and it covers, uh, you know, like the thing is, armor typically cover. Uh, it's like um, like scale mail essentially. Uh, you could mm -hmm. touch him on, like, say, his neck or his hand um, or his face. I, I was I was thinking of the neck because it's probably if he's lunging towards Don John and he's like kind of focusing on him, it makes me think that I might be able to like grab the back of his neck or like, touch knife. it. You can certainly give it a shot. Um, if if he's kind of leaning forward to stab him. Cool. And I I could maybe try to assist her in this if if she needs it by moving in such a way that it would be easier. All right, so why don't you give this a shot then? Um, mm -hmm. I think this would be a cast a spell roll, um, which seems like it'd be intelligence. Jesk. Okay. All right, I got seven. Okay. Plus two, plus two just nine? Nine. Nine. Okay, so yeah. then... So that is a partial success. If one of the other two of you want to like try and help, you could bump this up. He said, "Nomi, you got anything for this?" Um, I. <clears throat> yeah, I'll come in for another, you know, sort of sleight of hand, like fake out. So like maybe like distract him. Uh, it's like he doesn't see her like coming in. Yeah, or um, I'll also look like I'm coming to grab him, which he'll reflexively recoil from right into her their hands oh okay yeah that makes sense so go ahead and roll um what's the one for helping someone it's plus bond so it's just 2d6 plus one there you go i got a seven all right great so yeah between your combined efforts you get a solid grip on this guy's neck like the vulcan mind pinch sort of scenario you just strangle um, him. Yeah, I accidentally choke him to death. You're charmed, baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, oh, He's yeah. blue. <laughs> so essentially this means uh, you are counted as a friend until they take damage or you prove otherwise. Great. Uh, so this guy like stops his lunge like mid like mid thrust at Don John, like the spear point like inches away from his chest. Uh, and, and he'll say, um, Oh, 
are you here to relieve me? Hey, yeah, I uh, I just got word from uh, the big boss that you get to go home early. You've been doing a great job, friend. Why don't you put, put down your spear and uh, I'll take over from here, okay? Go get yourself a nice ham hock on the way out. Well, okay. this is happening. Can I be like hog tying the other guard? Yeah, okay. Perfect. Thank you. So he'll like nod, be like, thank you. And he'll, like, he'll pause, like mid nod, look over at you, which is tying up his friend. And Don John, yeah, Don John says like this guy's so drunk he he's 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 got to be relieved too. And I'll give like, him a I'll on. give him a big sickly smile. Like, mm. <laughs> he like pause for a moment, <laughs> and after a few seconds, he's like, "Yeah, this wouldn't be the first time." You know what? Usually it's lampshades with this guy, but <laughs> classic, classic. You know, like shake his head, and say, uh, "I appreciate, it, fellas. I'll be in the inn when you're done." With Probably by the time you're done with your shift, still, you know, you know how it goes. Not much else to do down here. Oh, I know it. You uh, take it easy, big fella. Thumbs he'll up. Like, you like walk out like very amiably. Yeah. Cool. You guys are alone now. Well, with conscious human, conscious beings, you are alone. Yeah. So, nice. so there's like a separate door to go find Mudred. Right. So Mudred's okay. theoretically behind this door. All right, Don John will. Uh, he'll. He'll go to like pound on it and then mm -hmm. stop and like knock gently. <laughs> so you, you knocked open this door um, and you'll hear a groan from inside and he'll say, um, you've already got me under lock and key. Must you keep tormenting me as well? Oh, I'm a sexy housekeeper. <laughs> I'm here to clean your cell. And from the other side, you'll, you'll hear... Um, says uh huh i don't remember uh he says i don't remember you from any of my memories but uh you know what how i'll take it how you'll never forget me and he'll say uh wait are you you're real who, who are you don john raskin's the name he say uh well if, if you're he says, um, I'd love to put a name to a face, but uh, clearly that's not that's not in my authority. Well, hold on. Is there like a little thing that he can open that's like a... Like a slot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's sure. called a Judas window. Is that what it's called? Yep. Awesome. Is it really? Yeah. Cool. Nice. So he, he opens the Judas window. So you open this Judas window. And the so the fist first comes thing, out and punches me. <laughs> yeah. Ah. The first thing all three of you notice is that like, there's like a, like a, like a soft, um, like flitting light coming from inside, like this room, like pouring out of this, like this slot in the door. Uh, and Don John, are you going to like look inside? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? I'm a ranger. My peepers are first rate. So you go to look inside. And as you do, like, you can see there's like a, like a, a white, like, like a fairly bright, like, um, sh like, uh, what's the word? Um, like flitting light. Okay. And as you put your eyes up to the hole, uh, the light like fades away and you find yourself, uh, in the middle of this gorgeous forest clearing on, uh, like a picnic blanket with like a sandwich, like a sandwich next to you and like a flagon of wine. A picnic blanket, I. Eh? 
and from Wait, behind you, from behind you you hear a familiar voice and this this sexy feminine voice this husky feminine voice rather uh says um oh you're up sleepy ed i've never been to sleep in my life and and you hear you feel like these like burly strong arms uh like like hug you from behind and dungeon dungeon's luxuriating in it <laughs> yeah and you and you hear her say uh well i'm pretty sure i have evidence to the contrary of that uh, i've made you go to sleep plenty of times up like a baby if i recall i do periodically wake up crying with a boob in my mouth <laughs> and you see think this uh soft chortle and the, the hot breath of camembert is, is is bearing down your neck from behind you um and, and she'll say uh i wish i could see your dreams i bet they're i bet they're just as interesting as your stories Baby, you couldn't handle him. <laughs> and, and, sh- and she'll, uh, and she'll, you'll, she'll, her arms come out from behind you. She and she like steps around to in front of you, and she pours another goblet of wine. Here's my question: one. Is she a human woman or a bear? That's a question that you're gonna have to answer. <laughs> Don John, describe Camel Bear. Um, what would be what would be funnier? So I was very confused about this as well. And I wasn't sure if it was just like, oh, it's the best of both worlds all the time, a human woman bear. Or if it was like, sometimes I'm a woman, sometimes I'm a bear. I think it's that. I think it's sometimes I'm a woman and sometimes I'm a bear. I see the woman version being also somewhat bearish. I think it's I, I think it's uh, if if instead of playing a cat person in Cats, Rebel Wilson was supposed to be like, you're a bear now in this stupid fucking crazy movie. And so she's like, oh, I'm a, okay, I'm a bear now. We see these arms, but when he turns around, yeah, she's a bear. Okay. Now, yeah. ha- have you spent a good amount of time with Kim and Bear when she's in her bear form? Honestly, I think whatever the problem was in their relationship, it wasn't that she was a bear. <laughs> All right, so she is gonna be. She is in her bear form for this scene. Yeah, so she's like, she's like standing up, hugging him. She's a good four and a half feet taller than he is. Oh yeah, and like her, her honeyed rumble of a voice comes out. She says, uh, "I love that I can be me with you." Yeah, and again, other people would have just heard like, <laughs> yeah, and he's like. Shut up and kiss me. Oh, and, and she her, does. I feel her whole head, like mouth, goes over most of his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her her tongue would take up like the entirety of your esophagus. Yeah, absolutely. He he's often he's he's she's had to resuscitate him a few times because he choked on her tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, and so this is this is as sweet as you ever remember things being with Camembert. Um, and I, this is like a spot you recognize, like you've spent time. Yeah, before. and I and I and as far as I'm concerned, this is as this is as real as anything I've experienced before, right? Yeah, I mean, on you know, on initial impression, absolutely. Yeah, then I think uh, 
from his cue, at least for a while, he's just luxuriating in it. So you're like leaning into it. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I, I've kind of already portrayed Don John as a guy who periodically just daydreams and that she's often the subject of his daydreams. And so, um, I think at least for a while, he's like, like, Oh, absolutely. This is just like my dream or my fantasy of, of what I'd rather be doing or what I should be doing. Um, but I think after a while, uh, maybe he pulls his head out of her mouth. Um, and he's like, and he like, he like looks around and says like, wait a minute. And he like looks down at her neck and she doesn't have like the, and, and tell me if I'm wrong about like how exact this is. Maybe he, she like doesn't have his finger or maybe he has all his fingers. Um, no, or no. Is it, it exact? So has she always had your finger or was there a time in your relationship when she didn't? No, I think that, uh, I think that happened like later towards the end. Oh, you know what? Oh, I'll, I'll fill this in. I think that was almost like a, like them, like their version of like almost marrying each other. Okay. Was that like, instead of like exchanging rings, there was like a time where, um, that's hardcore. They like bit each other's fingers off. <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. And, uh, and that was like part of their like weird, uh, like weird thing of like, um, like kind of like their like how much they felt and then like very soon afterwards it absolutely went to shit okay is it, is it the ring finger I we said it was a pinky before oh okay so uh, this scene is is chronologically accurate to your recollection like if you'd already given her that if you are married when you remember like this like being in this place together mm -hmm. then she does have it Okay. Um, oh, so this is this is connected to a memory that I have. Like I remember having right, been, been in this here place before. Like the things okay. you're doing right now are not necessarily how it happened last time, but you've been in this spot having a picnic before. Gotcha. Okay, so this isn't so much a daydream that I'm fantasizing. This is a this is a remember. I'm remembering this. Um, yeah, I think in that well, case. Let, let me be clear. The setting is from your memories. What mm -hmm. you do would be like you can do whatever you want. Gotcha. Okay, so maybe this was um, like this was the morning of morning. Yeah, this was like the morning of like uh, the the night where we decided to like uh, like make that commitment to each other, mm -hmm. and then the next morning things went bad. Okay, cool. So yeah, you guys are at peak relationship right now before the storm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Camembert takes her your your head out of her mouth, <laughs> out of her <laughs> mouth, um, and and she like grumbles lowly. Um, sun's starting to go down. Come on, honey, let's go home. I do love it when you call me honey, but something just feels off. And he's like looks down at his hands, and I think he like grabs her meaty paw. And he like looks at it and does I don't know how bear paws work, but uh, like he like like looks at them and of course it's like the size of a fucking catcher's mitt. Um, yeah. And he and he's like he's like I guess. Wait a minute, I guess we haven't. But this. So why don't you roll a discern realities for me? Absolutely. Yeah, he's having like a wait what. 
That's closer to my usual roll. So six plus two plus one, so nine. All right. No, so I shouldn't say that's closer to my usual roll. The first session, all I did was fail. Oh yeah. Well, it's experience, baby. Um, so you get to ask one of these questions. I mean, it was the obvious one. What here is not what it appears to be. Oh, all of it. So you know that, like, looking at this, um, and like the clue that you get is like you see, um, like you could just barely see that, like, like the outline of like, uh, like uh, the flesh under her is like this slightly pulsating white, the same kind you saw before. And as you hold her hands in your hands, you see it on your skin too. It's not like flitting this time, but it's just like faintly like glowing. Uh, and it, like it snaps you back to realizing like, oh, like I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? Like I like this is the same thing I already saw in the mine. And uh, as you're doing this, Camembert says uh, she'll like turn her paws around that you're holding and like grab your hands with them like very softly and kindly. And she'll like look down at you and say, um, uh, um, I want this to last forever. Don't you? And he says, and as you like, as you like look up to like reply yeah. to her, uh, you, you like blink and your eyes are looking back into like this, this small room. I think he, I think in his head, he's like, let me get one last kiss. And he goes to like <laughs> kiss her again. But it's of course like a hideous, like porno kiss where they're like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So Isagnoma and Silas, like you see him like go to be the first one to look into this, like this makeshift cell. And he's just staring in there for like 10 seconds or so. And you can hear the, the guy in there being like, hello, ah, hell. And like Don John just won't move. And slow, like just before he comes to like, you see him like move his mouth to the slot instead <laughs> and just like put his tongue in it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, he nope. tries to get his whole mouth around the whole of the slot. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put my hand on your arm. What? Why don't we just back away for a second? Don John, it's not a bear mouth. <laughs> like I know that. Like I've I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> like this is even the weirdest thing you've seen him do. Like yeah, and he says bear mouth, mouth right. Whoa, that was an exciting adventure. I sure hope those guys can get to the bottom of this mine and get to the bottom of what's going down in this mine. All right, so this Adventures of Don John episode features the vocal talents of Alex as Silas, Trevor as Isagnoma, Austin as Don John Raskin, world's most handsome man, greatest lover, and world's greatest big game hunter, and Coral as a dungeon master. Music for this episode included Medieval Abstraction by... Miloslav Konar and Lucas Pernier. And A Fool of the First Water by Head vs. Wall. And Brushed Bells in the Wind by Daniel Birch. Dungeon World is a game by Sage Latora and Adam Kobal, which sounds like Kobold, which is funny that he works in this particular field. This is, of course, a game by This American Dice, put together and plugged up here on thisamericandice.net. Check us out on whatever you use to catch uh, podcasts. I've tried to use a net in the past, but it turns out they're intangible items and they're just sound. So what do you have to do? You have to get a sound net, a net capable of capturing sounds. How much does that cost? More than you'd like. So why don't you just go to Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or something like that. Rate, review, subscribe, like, give us one of those emojis, um, send us some brownies, 
uh, call your local Congress people and tell them what they should do about this whole situation. And honestly, join us next week for another exciting adventure. Now, how do I turn this off? There we go. I think I've turned it off. All right, now, Harold, probably shouldn't talk about this with anybody. Uh, well, you keep saying that. Yeah, I just don't want to... Anyway, I feel weird about all this whole thing.